0: This podcast is part of the Red Five Network. For more Red Five Network podcasts, visit redfive network.com.
1: Do you like sci-fi fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast, the official podcast of thesciencefictionary.com. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with Marisha. Hello. And David.
2: Hey, it's so great to be back talking about all of our favorite stuff. Yes. after taking a couple weeks off.
1: <clears throat> yeah the the time off was was nice, but it's it's exciting to jump back in. it. although I say the time off, I guess I didn't have to edit episodes. But it seems like everybody suddenly we suddenly were doing guest spots everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with some of our Red Five Network uh, buddies, and so we uh, it was it was a break in that I didn't have to edit any episodes. I guess that's
3: something. I didn't have to listen to Andrew be like, man, I should be doing fun, this. I sh- exactly. Right. I should be editing this. It's like, oh.
1: <laughs> but um, no, nah, I mean, you know, we just, we hadn't quite, we've actually got a one year anniversary episode coming up and we're mm-hmm. going to have to figure out what we want to do for that episode. But we started this podcast uh, just, we're, we're, we're like right at 11 months almost. Uh, we started, our first episode of this show was on February 14th, 2020. We were still very, very innocent. We didn't know <laughs> the horrors that awaited. Uh, <laughs> That's true. You know, but it, you know, it, it didn't slow us down. You know, we, we had, we had this idea for a new show to, to talk sci-fi and comic books and and all these things that would often bleed into the conversation and, and frankly still do bleed into mm-hmm. conversation on Coruscant Radio Underground but because there's there's often that you just need to make those comparisons right. but um, we we really wanted to be able to talk more at length about some of those things and so this show was born and we had talked about it for almost a year Before we really buckled down and launched this show. Like I said, you know, February 14th of 2020. And since then, we have posted 54 episodes. It's crazy. This will be episode 55. So we're only like nine episodes behind Coruscant Radio Underground, which has been around for two and a half years.
3: That's um, what happens when you record two yeah, episodes at a time. Just,
2: there's so m- whenever you do a a podcast like this, where we talk about all, all sorts of things,
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: just you can't fit everything into one episode a week.
1: No, right? you can't, and and that's why our, our buddies over at the Salty Nerd Podcast, their show just keeps growing. I think they're doing three episodes of the Salty Nerd Podcast every week now. Wow. Um. Wow. So, you know, it's it's a it's a big you know, we we went from being in this kind of small sandbox relatively with just doing Star Wars to opening it up. And it can really cover such a broad array of topics
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, you know, it, it's, you can just talk forever. Absolutely. And... We've we've had a real good time. I, I'm I'm loving doing this podcast. I, I I love doing the Star Wars podcast, but this one there's something different about this one, and um and I think we're going to see some other things that th- happened this year, and so we just kind of wanted to take a minute as we're only going to do this one episode this week, and we kind of wanted to just take a minute and reflect back over our 2020 episodes and. Because I I, mean, I don't know about y'all, but I mean, I feel like we did some really, really cool stuff on this show. Yeah. In,
2: in our first yeah, year. Yeah, I agree.
3: Kudos to uh, David for his uh, uh, constant stream of ideas in, in a year when there was jack in the way of entertainment news other than, <laughs> guess what got delayed this week? <laughs>
1: yeah. We we have I mean, we've had a blast doing the news segment and and it's it's still kind of the format is still evolving a little bit but, um, I mean we had we started our pillars series and mm-hmm. we're getting ready to jump right back into another pillars series and I'm kind of still trying to work out the details I'll I'll try to have the details worked out by this weekend to give y'all a jump on next Thursday
3: and you are going to get somebody else besides me Rick right, to come talk on that. Of what, pillars? Aren't we doing action-adventure?
1: Oh, you, you can do action-adventure.
3: Yeah, but it's not as much my thing as you fantasy. You know what, though? <laughs>
1: okay, so here's kind of the debate that I'm having with myself, and I had made up my mind previously. We've discussed it here on the show of wanting to do the pillars of action-adventure, but this question of does it does it need to be divided? Do we need to do the pillars of adventure— Mm -hmm. And then the pillars of action. Yeah. Do we need to do them separately or do we keep them? Because they get lumped together a lot. But in my mind, there's while there is overlap, just like there is with sci-fi and fantasy, there is overlap. A pure adventure story might not have really much action at all. Well, I, I, there's a I,
2: lot of action. And <laughs> I'm
1: scared that because we love, because up. of our, because of, especially with the comic book genre, um, I, I, the part of me is a little afraid that we might drown out a lot of very important adventure books, especially books, but films and TV by combining them. So I'm yeah. still kind of trying to work that out.
2: What, 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 what are you thinking, David? I'm thinking Divide. Only because, but I'm actually thinking of it, um, not as drowning out like the adventure stuff, but the action stuff. Mm -hmm. Action is a genre in itself. Um, of course, like a majority of movies you're going to watch have action in them technically, but a real like action story, um, stuff like Rambo or Terminator and stuff like that, um, I wouldn't ever think of like oh, Rambo's an action adventure film
1: right because it's you not know? it's it's a, it's, an it's an action, action movie yeah. um, so um,
2: so I'm cool with separating them
1: yeah well and you know, if we separate them that just gives us a whole nother, um mm-hmm. you know a whole another pillar series to do later this year
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. so, so would Which y'all prefer to start with great. the Pillars of Adventure or the Pillars of action?
2: um flip a coin
1: i mean if i had to vote i would say adventure
2: let's go with adventure then i'm totally cool with doing that adventure is so fun to talk about Mm
1: -hmm. cool well awesome well here probably by the time you listen to this episode we will probably be gearing up to record our first episode of the pillars of adventure sweet um but Again, we just kind of wanted to step back and reflect. We've had a lot of fun. We've done two pillars series. We've done, I think three of our Mount Rushmore series. Um, I think that, and then we've had some we've had some great guests on for some some mm-hmm. very focused episodes. And I, so I, I guess really I wanted to ask y'all, what was your favorite thing, either your favorite thing? I wonder what your favorite thing was, but also want to know what you think our biggest, like what was our best either episode or series that we've done?
2: Um, tackling the, the pillars of sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, when I look at that huge list that you compiled at the end of it, I genuinely felt like accomplished. Yeah. Um, Like, we did something in my mind. Like, that is something that is actually actively contributing to the sci fi and fantasy fandom communities, right? To have this list. I mean, I don't know how many people saw it on the website or on our Twitter or anything like that, but they should providing that. They should, yeah, and providing that list. And hours and hours of content just discussing all this different sci-fi and fantasy. It is genuinely, and all the research that went behind it, it's genuinely an accomplishment that we did all of that. Mm -hmm. And we stuck to it and, and got through it. And every week consistently had a new topic to fill up the pillars. And at the end of it, it came to a... Fairly conclusive. I don't know. We uh, we had some fans respond and say they would have put different things on there, but mm-hmm. when I look at it overall, I think we had a fairly conclusive list of both the sci-fi and fantasy. And then we also did um, pillar. What 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 was our other pillar?
1: We did fantasy, sci-fi, and fantasy.
2: Sci-fi and fantasy. That's it. We didn't do another pillar yet. Not yet. Okay, that's what I thought. I just I felt like um I got the Mount Rushmore I know oh, yeah. we did 3 Mount Rushmores and two pillars. I got those numbers yeah. switched in my head. Right. Yeah, well, the Mount Rushmore pillars.
1: thing is almost like doing a mini version
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: of yeah. of the pillar stuff.
2: And those are a lot of fun mm-hmm. to do because you don't have to put as much research and thought into it because it's only picking four things. love with the pillars, we're going through right. books and, and movies and everything like that. So the Mount Rushmore is a lot of fun to do, um, but the pillars is a true like accomplishment.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, I agree. That's a good um, a good summary.
1: Yeah, no, I mean if you haven't listened to those, I, I would really like to encourage you to go back. You know, we have a lot of stuff on the podcast. That's a lot of episodes that are admittedly. They're going to be sort of dated because they're, they're news episodes. It's us discussing and, and like we're not a news, like don't come to us for your news because that's not exactly what we're doing. We're picking the news items that are of interest to us and we're giving our take on them. So we're still we're, we're an opinion show and uh, but you know, that dates a lot of episodes.'re they're, they're not relevant six months down the road. But we have these, these that we're talking about right now. What I love about them is that they're relevant now, and they're going to be relevant for years.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And especially the conversations that we had about, like, I think this, in 10 years, this may be applicable. Like, and I don't know how long podcasts are going to be a thing, you know, in, in the world, but uh, I mean those conversations are, are going to be relevant indefinitely. I think.
2: Yeah. At least for a very long time. Um, I mean, we're talking about things that came out a hundred years ago. More than that. We talked about things that came out literally thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, came the- out. I love that. Oh yeah. It was released. It, uh, it dropped, uh, about 2000 years ago. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, things that have been around for thousands of years, mm-hmm. uh, they're only going to continue to be relevant. And, and a part of keeping it relevant is talking about it like we did. It, we mm-hmm. It's kind of like we archived it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what we did. And, of course, there's things that are important that aren't on the list. But within the framework of what we were doing, I think we created these really great lists of science fiction and mm-hmm. fantasy that... Everyone should go check out.
3: And I think, you know, I one of our my favorite things about this show is we just have a pretty well-rounded um, cast. You know, we've got, uh, you know, Andrew and I come from really different backgrounds. We're married now, so of course we are into a lot of the same things now. Um, but, you know, David, you're so much younger than us, and so... It, it, and i'm I'm several years younger than Andrew, especially as you know the pop culture things that he was into were things a little he was a little young for anyway. So we have a lot of different um, kind of points of view on on things like that. And so I, I am really especially proud of just the different kinds of thought processes and and different points of view that kind of went into forming those lists. I feel like, it's not just like one person sat down and made this list. It's it's like a panel of people made that list, right?
2: Yeah, a panel is a good um, a good term to use. That's that's why I said we kind of came to like a conclusive
3: mm-hmm.
2: thing. I, I think that if you ask another panel of people similar to us and these attorneys, another panel of people who are into the same things we are. Most likely, I believe they'd probably come up with a similar list. Mm-hmm. I mean, there'd be some differences. I think there would be some, some differences,
1: a lot but I think stuff. a high, yeah, I think there would be a very high percentage of the same things because we all took the time to really research. I mean, I learned a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially the uh, the pillars of sci-fi series. Um, I learned a lot more about kind of the roots of science fiction than I really knew before, and things other than just like what was important science fiction, but like, you know, kind of getting into the whole idea of when did science fiction become something that was for adults? Mm -hmm. When did it transcend being a kid's genre? And I would say that by and large, most people don't really think of it this way, but science fiction is the biggest, it's the biggest genre out there. Yeah, right now, for sure.
2: Almost everything has some sort of sci-fi element in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, our comic book stuff is... I mean, there's some fantasy elements, but our comic book stuff... The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is is heavily,
2: heavily science World fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of.
1: And then we um, haven't even gotten into the real sci-fi meat of Marvel
2: yet. No.
1: But, I mean, you know, with characters like Tony Stark, I mean, you're, you're definitely... And even the way they handled um, Scarlet Witch, there was a little bit of magic and a little bit of science, so it was a little bit of a mixture. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, a lot of a lot of sci-fi in, in everything we watch now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's uh, and that's really cool. But. But you're right. I mean, I think we had something... I think there was something that was on the sci-fi list that was nearly 2,000 years old. Yeah. There was stuff way older than that on the fantasy
2: list. Yeah, I mean... There was some, yeah, stuff something. on the fantasy lists. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the, the... You know, when you're developing the roots of science... You know, kind of digging into the important roots of science fiction, which is what the series was about,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're... And you're going, well, science fiction proper... Is only about a hundred twenty years old, hundred and thirty mm-hmm. years old. But
3: Proto science fiction. But proto
1: science fiction really picks up about two thousand years ago. mm
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I feel like we should we should dub these like the uh, the Smeagol episodes because they're they're interested in roots and beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I feel like I deserve some real nerd cred for that reference. Of course, that's
1: that's <laughs> one of the things. Actually, you know that you bring Lord of the Rings up. You know, one of the things I want to talk about before we finish up today is kind of what we hope to accomplish this year, and we're almost a year in. I'd say it's time to do a deep dive into Tolkien's mm, Tolkien's world.
3: Yep, talk some yeah. real Lord of the Rings.
2: I'll add it to the list of stuff we need to do.
3: Yeah, excellent, excellent. I still,
2: I still want to do a Ghostbusters deep dive. Yeah, we need yeah, to do that
3: too. I definitely need to. In fact, um, we we may have to get my my brother in law to come on. He bless his heart is convinced that Bo- Ghostbusters
1: is the best movie ever made. Um, uh, Cole, at least
3: that's his contention.
1: Cole feels Cole honestly feels about Ghostbusters like I feel about Star Wars.
3: Yeah, he really loves it.
1: It's something he fell in love with as a kid, and he loves it a lot. Mm-hmm
2: that's super cool, and it must be really difficult for, because I hear about that kind of thing all the time. People who love uh, smaller franchises, like they love, like we love bigger ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. It must be difficult because you like Star Wars, and there's all this Star Wars media for you to consume, and mm-hmm. there's a fair amount of Ghostbusters stuff, but you got the two originals, and the crappy remake, and then a couple of video games and comics. That is nothing compared mm-hmm. to the kind of stuff that I have as a Marvel fan or you as a Star Wars fan. So right. for you to have that view of stuff and still be really passionate, you must really frickin' like those movies. Yeah,
3: yeah. exactly. So I yeah, we too. need to
2: do that. I love those movies.
3: Because um, I don't know that I've ever seen Ghostbusters 2, but I sure enough saw Ghostbusters. Oh man, it traumatized little <laughs> Marisha. The refrigerator. I don't even remember what was in the refrigerator, except it was scary.
0: No, I remember.
3: Oh, yeah. I did not like it. at all. In fact, my kids still haven't seen Ghostbusters because it creeped me out so bad as a kid. Or Indiana Jones because the heart thing. Oh, I couldn't abide the heart thing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think you're right. I, I think Ghostbusters definitely needs to be hot. Well, and we thought we were getting a Ghostbusters movie, right? And so it's like, well, we'll do Ghostbusters when the movie comes out, you know, like or before the, you know, kind of in preparation for the movie. But that's kind of been not soon. So we'll just do Ghostbusters and then talk about it again when the new movie comes out.
2: (laughs) Eventually, that reminds me of something I wanted to bring up, and we don't have to get into it right now. But I I did want to ask y'all before the the podcast is over, what were your favorite uh, pieces of news that came out in 2020 uh mm. related to our uh stuff uh please not political news i mean nerdy <laughs> news um and also uh your favorite bits of actual media that that came out because uh, one of mine was definitely the ghostbusters trailer i think yeah. that was awesome yeah the so ghostbusters great.
1: trailer was amazing and on- honestly i mean there was a lot of cool news through the year and i'm, I'm kind of trying to reflect back and remember the things we talked about but and it would be so hard to top the last thing we really talked about, mm-hmm. which was Disney's Investors Day uh, yeah. drop. It was that was just absolutely mind blowing to get that mm-hmm. much of a drop, and it was like, and you know, we had talked about it. You know, Marvel. I mean, DC had been really. It was like Marvel had just kind of stepped back and let DC have their moment. Mm-hmm. And they didn't drop it right on DC's announcements like they usually do. And they sat back and let them have their moment. And then Disney just like, you know, opened up the floodgates with the Marvel and Star Wars announcements. Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, yeah. Right after all that Spider-Man stuff was coming out too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was, it was crazy. It was like back to back. Like every day I would wake up and check comic book.com uh, to see, what was breaking today? Who was returning for Spider-Man 3 this time?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there are still, I mean, even with all those announcements, we we didn't get the whole thing because it was just a week later that we got the announcement. You did finish uh, The Mandalorian,
2: right? I did finish The Mandalorian. So it was
1: just like a week after the Investor's Day that they let the cat out of the bag about the Boba Fett series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Uh, we had a rumor today floating around, you know, there was, they had said a while back that Kevin, Kevin Feige was going to make a Star Wars movie.
0: hmm.
1: And there were some rumors swirling around about writers for that today. Crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, who was that? It was, it was a Marvel writer or something like that, right?
1: It was. And I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering off hand what it was. Was it Loki?
2: Was it the guy who wrote Loki? Hmm. I feel like it was that cause I saw, I saw a thing the day that said that Loki is already confirmed for a season two hmm. well, that's interesting. because the, uh, the people in charge already like what they're seeing so much. So
1: yeah, that's actually something that I was thinking about the other day that we need to um, talk about. Yes. It was the Loki executive producer is writing Kevin Feige's star Wars movie. At least. I mean, that's, variety deadline have both run with that so mm-hmm.
2: uh, that, that loki show must be pretty freaking good then yeah
1: i mean the trailer looked
3: pretty good although i still think that um patty jenkins stole the entire thing with that trailer for rogue squadron
1: i mean that was that was really cool that was a, a big a big thing
3: did you see that david
2: Wait, there's a trailer for rogue squadron
1: Not no, an announcement. It, it, it was patty jenkins did an announcement uh, video of oh. her own for
2: it oh no I didn't see that yeah but I knew I knew she was um involved I just didn't I didn't see that which
1: is great because honestly we talked about that it might have been on the other show but we talked about directors we'd love to see in Star wars and Patty Jenkins was high on everybody's list mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah that's gonna be awesome did you guys see uh Wonder Woman
1: not yet uh probably watch it this weekend.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen it either.
1: Um we'll talk about it. I mean, later.
2: I, th- I thought it looked good, but to be honest, I'm just not like the biggest DC guy, so I didn't go out of my way to see it, but I, mm-hmm. I I'll see it eventually.
1: Yeah. That's kind of how we were. It's like I, I want to see it, but I didn't like rush out and watch it the day it dropped, but I will watch it. That's how I am in
2: most DC films.
1: Yeah. Um, except
2: the Batman, I'm going to be rushing out to see the Batman, which is another incredible piece of news we got this past year uh that trailer all the um all the pictures all the stuff we heard about it Mm -hmm. um the batman is looking really freaking good uh yeah Yeah. i I haven't been this excited for a dc film uh since the dark knight (laughs) so yeah
1: yeah and hopefully it's as good as it's looking like because that that would be really really exciting yeah for
3: sure you know, I have to say, though, I think maybe my, fa- it wasn't exactly news, but the, when they finally dropped that, that long trailer for Dune, that was this year, right?
1: They dropped, yeah. Well, last year now, but. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Okay. So that was true. That was 2020. And that, that, um, those pictures in Vanity Fair.
1: For Dune. Yeah. For
3: Dune. Yeah, yeah. Like it's been a while since I've been that excited for a movie. Yeah.
1: And we need to, I mean, at some point, and we'll probably come back and talk about this in our news segment next week. We got a little bit of catching up to do, but it appears that Legendary stood up to uh, Warner Brothers and that Dune is getting a solely theatrical release.
2: I am making a promise right now to the two of you and to the world that before the movie releases, I will have read Dune. It's a good read on my list of stuff to buy and i've wanted to do it for a long time uh i bought a bunch of stuff to read recently uh so like comic book wise like some graphic novels and stuff Mm
0: -hmm.
2: so because i'm trying to read more again and dune has got to be on the top of that list i definitely want to finally get into dune in 2020 i finally got into firefly yep finally saw that show and now I'm finally gonna read Dune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm growing up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and that's another thing that we should take a minute to reflect on because and and it, so it, through this year we're gonna go back, we're gonna revisit, uh, go back to the X Files at some point. I want we kind of finished up season one, so I kind of want to get back into the X Files. Mm-hmm. But at some point, like we've introduced you to a whole bunch of things, but I think this year we need to mm-hmm. flip the table a little bit and. Let you introduce us to some things that we may have missed out on.
3: Because we're old.
1: <laughs> but oh yeah. But that'd be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. but reflecting on the year, I mean, you you got into Firefly and you got into Star Trek.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, X-Files. Uh, and X Files.
2: It's been a long year. Feels like a million years since I watched Star Trek. Um, yeah. but yeah. This year we ended up – we were, we, re, we did a retrospective, retrospective on every Star Trek movie yep. Yep. and a lot of The Next Generation yep. show. I watched a lot of The Next Generation show, and I want to continue watching uh, Deep Space Nine. But yeah, big year for me mm-hmm. uh, in that sense, really expanding what I'm into. Usually I'm just the comic book guy. I mean I've been a comic book guy. Forever, that's been my kind of claim to fame as a nerd. Uh, just all the stuff I know about Marvel, how how deep I am into that. But I've always kind of been a poser when it comes to stuff like Star Trek or X Files or Firefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really good. of I've gotten really good at BSing my way through conversations <laughs> about that stuff. Um, I don't remember if I told the story before on the show, but I, uh, did I tell you about how I got into watching Lost?
3: was it was it a
2: girl no uh even better it was a guy um but not like that uh (laughs) um, it was this really cool guy in my freshman year of high school and he was like a cool dude and he mentioned to me that he likes lost and i made the joke of i don't understand the ending because that's just a joke that i've heard before right that's just a pop culture joke i have no idea what the ending is and he goes Oh, yeah? Well, what'd you think it was? And I was like, I don't know. Let me think about that and get back to you. And then I <laughs> went home and over the weekend binge-watched the entire show <laughs> so I could come back and continue the conversation. But, so anyway, point is, I'm, um, I'm a bit of a poser in that way, so it was kind of great to finally actually be able to have a conversation with people about Star Trek and not have to fake it.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I've, I've Like I said, I've grown up. I've seen Firefly, which is now one of my favorite shows ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation is one of my favorite shows. Those movies Mm -hmm. are really special to me now. I think they're incredible. Even the bad ones I I really enjoy Mm -hmm. um, as a bit of a cinephile. That sounds so pretentious to say, but you get what I'm saying. I Mm -hmm. like movies. Um, It's really cool to go back and watch the evolution of those star trek movies Mm -hmm. star trek the motion picture is apparently considered by many to be one of the worst star trek movies Hmm. to me it is probably my favorite because i just love everything about it when it comes to a filmmaking standpoint um it's been really awesome this past year especially with you know i had a lot of extra free time because of all the months that i wasn't working when covid first started And I was able to really expand my horizons and get into a lot of stuff. And this podcast has been a great vehicle for that as sort of like, oh, I really have to watch this episode of Firefly. Because if I don't, I'm totally going to get caught posing (laughs) the podcast. I can't can't fake this one. Also, I have too much respect for you guys to just like completely lie about it. For all you know, I could have been just reading the wiki pages of Star Trek this whole time. Right.
1: Uh so having gotten into three I mean three huge fandoms that that you have now been inducted into in, in Trek X Files and, and Firefly of those which one did you enjoy doing the episodes on the most?
2: The episodes uh, of the of doing of the of doing the, the sh- fiction,
1: of doing the, of the podcast, yeah. Doing
2: the podcast, right. Um my first instinct was to say Firefly because that was so much fun to watch and enjoy. But when I thought about it, I probably my favorite thing we did all year was the Star Trek retrospective. Um, coming back every week to talk about a new movie. That was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, especially we were doing that with my dad who's been into Star Trek more than any of us and mm-hmm. has been trying mm-hmm. to get me to watch Star Trek for years. Yep. For us to argue over things, right. uh, especially when it came to the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies,
0: right. um,
2: that was so much fun. As, cause we, we That's where, like Marisha was saying earlier, all of our different point of views really get shown off and how differently we view mm. things. I, I look at Star Trek, the motion picture, from a much different light than y'all do because I didn't see it till I was 20 years old. After the movie's been out for like forty years, right so it, yeah, it was very different, that was a lot of fun discussing that. Mm-hmm. I always look forward to that every week
1: yeah and and that's one of the things that you know I love about this show and the dynamic and and the dynamic even when when Daniel's here or when Robbie shows up or uh David Poole has started coming on with us a little bit, and <clears throat> even with with everybody, it's this we don't have to give the answer that's the accepted right answer for which Star Trek movie is the best Star Trek movie. Mm -hmm. We all give our opinions and you know, it's, that's what you get from us is, is our straightforward opinion. We don't, you know, we're not going to tell you that, we're not all necessarily going to tell you that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Of course, we didn't do that on this show, but we did it on the other one. And yep. believe me, those first three places were kind of all over the place. Absolutely. But yep. we have a, a range of nearly 20 years of age difference on this show. Mm-hmm. And of course that, that's a major, um, yeah, catalyst for a lot of those differences, but it, it's fun just being able to do that and see how everybody's, Life experience and and what they're fans of within science fiction and fantasy, because they're such huge genres, Mm -hmm. shape the way that we view any of it. Any of it.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I loved having to learn to stand up to my dad and say, no, (laughs) Batman V Superman sucks. It's bad. And Spider-Man 3 is not that bad. Okay. (laughs)
3: How dare you and go his, up against his, the established you can narrative? See
2: his, I could just hear it in his voice, his pure shock <laughs> that I dare <laughs> disagree. Because well, my entire life I've been agreeing with him, right? Everything I <laughs> right. knew
3: was from him. Everything you knew about sci-fi you learned from him.
2: Exactly. So he <laughs> says something's bad, it's bad. He says something's good, it's good. But now <laughs> I'm my own man. Yes,
3: yes. Well, and you've had the corrupting to
2: that is the equivalent to like when people would beat up their dads, yeah. <laughs> they fight their dad, you know, that old trope. And it's like, uh-huh. can you take me punk? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the equivalent for me standing up
1: and be like, you know, no
2: venom sucks.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so I'll drop this episode probably on a uh, on Wednesday next week. So when you hear this incredibly loud sigh, on Wednesday morning, just know it was your it was your dad listening to that that part of the episode. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> that's funny. He does do that a
1: little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, like we when
2: Marisha put Revenge of the Sith as her favorite Star Star Wars movie.
3: He was so indignant. Bless him.
1: <laughs> of course, you know we we all miss Robbie a little bit with in that that the that, that dynamic between. Robbie and Daniel, which we yeah. really hadn't had on this show. That was right. really on Coruscant Radio Underground, but... Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. They they've. I mean, Robbie was around Daniel when Robbie was a kid. I mean, Robbie's seven years younger than me and your dad, and so he was around, but it's remarkable how well Robbie knows how to push all the right buttons. <laughs>
2: That's yeah. great. That's a, such a good episode. That was years ago we recorded that episode. It yeah. was. It was. Uh, and I've got a Stop. sound clip that I play. House. Yeah, <laughs> I've got
1: a sound clip that I post on YouTube. I mean, not on YouTube, on, on Twitter, you know, every few months just because it's so funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: Robbie.
1: Robbie. Uh, Robbie. Star picks. Wars movie rankings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: rankings yeah i've also
1: got a a graphic of all of our star wars movie rankings that i post sometimes and it's so funny putting robbie's up Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's like things because it's missing it's missing half of the movies (laughs) right (laughs) because he he put
3: things like caravan of courage on it
1: (laughs) it's got space balls on it (laughs) it's got the ms dos prompt version (laughs) of a new hope Mm -hmm. because why not um it's it's remarkable and we've had a lot of fun and that's actually one of the things kind of as far as things that are coming up uh, and I had not even really talked to you about this yet David but I, I think you'll be into it we're still wanting to do that Star Wars RPG yes but Robbie is just not comfortable with the lore and doesn't want to you know mess it up so I think we're actually going to be doing some RPG stuff on this show first uh with just some good old fashioned dungeons and dragons.
2: Oh yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. So I I think the plan is going to be for us to start the RPG stuff over here and then maybe when e- maybe either I get comfortable enough to run a Star Wars game or or maybe you then we'll switch it over and and run a Star Wars game on the other show and 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 have two games ongoing for you know, game ongoing for each show that frankly might just evolve into its own podcast or its own show altogether, depending on how much content we're putting out.
3: Could happen.
2: That's so exciting. Could happen, yep. And now I can do that without having to worry about learning a new system. I can just jump right in. Right. Yep, exactly. Make all sorts of wacky characters i was i dm'd a game yesterday this dude shows up and i'm like so what's your character and he's like i'm a rock <laughs> and i'm like huh <laughs> he's like yeah so i'm a rock uh because i was traumatized and i just cuddled up in a ball for 20 years as a rock and i just woke up Oof. and i'm like all right funny but what's your real character <laughs> he's like no, I'm serious. And he gives me his character sheet. No, that's his actual character. He's a rock named Grazer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, "All right, so what do you do?" And he's like, "Nothing. I'm a rock." <laughs> I mean, great. Right. It's like okay. Can
1: that's- you can you throw him?
2: Yeah, I don't know, but but then he is a person. But he just every time combat happens, he becomes a rock. Anytime anything happens, like I'm a rock. He sees a wall made of rocks. He's like, I'm gonna go hang out by that wall because I'm a rock. And he keeps reminding me he's a rock. You never know what to expect as a DM. They always That's... you prepare for everything. You get a notebook full of stuff, and uh-huh. you never use any of it because these people show up as rocks. <laughs> That's
3: excellent. well yeah. the the thing is if uh, especially if we have more than one um, person running running games, I, I envision this going something like my sister-in-law and I at Christmas. It's like, oh really, you bought my kid a warbling wristwatch I'll I'll I see that and I'll raise you a singing baby short game. Okay. You're like oh, I, I see like- that next year you're getting a drum set, you know. <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah, like oh, so in your Dungeons and Dragons game, you had them fight a dark lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, Darth Vader shows up. I don't care if this isn't the old Republic. Right. Darth Vader's here now,
0: or uh, or
3: just annoyingness, you know, like oh, really? Well, you want to be a rock? Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm rain. You know, so like, oh you, you,
0: crap! You have to be Characters. careful
3: not to uh to to put out your your DM too much because he might be you know. You my,
1: might my be back. his type. Yes. Yeah. And, and when we get into this, I mean, yeah, I definitely want to give you a chance to run a game too. And like I said, I'm kind of hoping to learn to run a game. I because Robbie and I talked about it. It was like you know, truthfully, it makes the most sense for me to run a Star Wars game. Yeah. But I don't know how to run a game.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Robbie knows how to run a game. And you know, know Star, Star Wars enough. You know a merch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You mind meld uh, your little Vulcan number.
2: Yeah, I'd love well, to run a, uh, a D&D game. Oh, I could just use one of the campaigns I already have written, and y'all wouldn't even know. We wouldn't even You would even just think know. it's
3: brand new. Brand yeah. spanking new. So, and if Robbie is there, it will be way different than it was the first time. Guaranteed.
2: I, I'm sure. But I'm, I'm
1: looking forward to kicking that off. And, you know, things are really shaping up. We wanted to start this in t- Really, we've been talking about it for over a year, and really, when I thought we were going to get to start, is when the whole world, uh, everything kind of fell apart for Mm -hmm. us uh, early 2020. I mean, really, like two weeks after we posted our first episode of this show, Mm -hmm. at at that point, like we had heard of it; it was still it was happening in China, Mm -hmm. and like we knew of it. And I don't think any of us like ever stopped at that point and went, "Man." this could be real bad. Like, this could shut everything down for months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it did, but we managed to keep trucking along with the podcast, and it's funny. I mean, I guess we did for about two or three months of the show and realized, hey, we got to switch to a two-a-week format.
3: Yeah, because we were having, like, two-hour shows. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. And And, you know, it's about an hour is really that magic number for... Mm-hmm. For an episode. People actually listening. Uh, Yeah, I mean, 45 minutes to an hour seems to be the sweet spot. So that's what we're trying to give you guys, because two hours is is a long time to listen to a show. It is.
3: So I'm realizing, you and I both contributed our favorite news piece of 2020, but I don't think we ever heard David's.
1: Oh, David, favorite news piece of 2020.
2: All the Spider-Man stuff. Now, even though I know in my heart it's maybe going to be a disaster... The very idea that I could see Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man again is just something I never dreamed of. It's something I joked about for years. And, and, you know, sometimes a lot of bad things in the world, all the time, lots of bad things in the world happen. I'm very aware of that. But things just seem to work out for me pretty well, man. I mean, I got Spider-Man coming. Um, I got Tom Holland in the MCU in the first place. Like I remember like into that back in 2016, I was like, if I could just get Spider-Man in the MCU, be the greatest thing ever. And then boom, Spider-Man's announced to be in the MCU. Whoa. My mind's blown. Okay. Well maybe, maybe just one day I could get Tobey Maguire, but it's not going to, Oh wow. We're totally going to get a live action Spider-Verse film. This Mm -hmm. is incredible. It might be a cluster. It might be horrible it might be coming way too, it is coming way too soon. We needed more Tom Holland, Spider-Man as just himself. I'm, I, but I just can't help the fact that I've never been more excited for something than seeing a live action Spider-Verse movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and that that's, that's huge. And something that, you know, frankly, I didn't think we would ever actually get. I mean, it's something a lot of us have have mentioned in
2: passing, but you Like know. you said, a
3: lot of us have been like, ha ha, wouldn't it be fun? Yeah,
2: yep. exactly. Um, now that's just none of that is even technically confirmed yet. I mean, like it's all but confirmed, but so if I had to pick my actual confirmed piece of news, those WandaVision trailers all year I mean yeah. I remember when we when they first were announced you can hear it on the show, me saying, yeah, I'm excited for all of them, except for WandaVision. I don't really care about WandaVision. Mm-hmm. But slowly over the years, all those trailers were coming out. They were so good that now I could not be more excited for that show. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, now, you know, when they first announced it, it's like, okay, WandaVision. It's like, that's a weird name.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: think that was everybody's first reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, now that all makes sense. Like, Yeah. Yeah, especially if you saw the trailer earlier this week where they actually do like, you know, the Wanda, like a WandaVision, like TV jingle, like. Right. And, you know, it, it, it looks wild. And um, I want to talk, one thing I want to talk about, I'm not going to get into it now because we're kind of on the downhill slope, but next week, you know, when we get into the news stuff, one of the, because, we're, we're, we're not going to quite have WandaVision before we record. We'll be recording the day before WandaVision drops. You know, it, it occurred to me the other day that there's a real chance that a lot of these shows, the shows themselves, that WandaVision is probably one season. Okay. Yeah. And, that it, it's like this like standalone block in the MCU. That maybe Wanda and Vision have a show the next season, but it's something because the What's going on is going to change. It's like they were talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, they may do a season two. And, and Fagy actually said, but the name of the show may be different.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, that it's kind of a new formula like a for movie. TV making. Yes, exactly. Like, it's like an eight-part movie
0: hmm.
1: that's like, right. it's bookended. And then the next one will be, you know... A different team-up? Uh, well, and maybe not even necessarily a different team-up, but like... It has a different name based on the story they're telling.
3: Interesting. So, because I know that was At the
2: end of... Sorry, you go ahead.
1: No,
3: go ahead.
2: At the end of Falcon Winter Soldier, if all things go well, the next show might be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That was exactly my thought. Sam gets that shield and officially becomes it, yeah.
3: Yep. Because I was thinking, like, when they... It was like, well, I mean, I guess he's not going to become Captain America, but if they're not planning to run this title for five years, then that that's a lot more optimistic for the... Uh, yeah.
1: But it, it makes sense that within this grand scope of the MCU that having an ongoing story arc that lasts five seasons, for a lot of these characters that are heavily involved in mm-hmm. the main storyline, that's going to be kind of hard. Now, yeah. Loki is a good one that could probably run that long As Loki, because they did something where they pulled him away from the primary timeline. Right. And he's doing his own thing.
3: I'm so excited about that show. It's going to be so fun. So at
1: least until they decide to interject Loki back into the main timeline, he can be over here doing his own thing. Right. So, uh, but we can get deeper into that. Um, next week, uh, kind of the last big thing I wanted to talk about. I mean, of course, we did our Mount Rushmore. We talked a little bit about the Mount Rushmore series. You're going to see a lot more of those this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're going Because to, we don't have to spend two weeks doing homework for them. Right. And they're going to get a little more interesting. Uh, when it was the three of us, like, there was always, like, how do we handle the fourth spot? Oh, we just all nominate somebody and it goes to a poll. Well there's going to be episodes this year where we could have five or even up to six people mm-hmm. on the show. And then we've got to narrow it down to four.
2: It's going to be a bit of a scrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Marisha will this lose. This year I'm going
2: to fight for my Wolverine as the fourth <laughs> slot. Okay, I'm going to fight.
1: That's fair. But the I other thing, to do the, same. the mm-hmm. other thing that we did, and I, and I hope to do a lot more of this this year is we took, individual series uh we did indiana jones we did firefly we did stargate in addition to having done the the weekly watches of firefly we had rob from the jedi temple archives Mm -hmm. came on and we did a firefly specific episode and it really doesn't seem like it was all that long ago that was way back that was episode 14 of the show
3: wow uh
1: that was that was 30 episodes ago
2: crazy Wow, I would not have guessed that. That's awesome.
1: But um, that one was a lot of fun. We had uh, Jessica from Darksaber Light, a pretty new Star Wars podcast that you should definitely go check out, uh, came on to talk about Stargate. Um, Like us, I think her favorite, I think really, in some ways, I think she said that Stargate was what brought her into sci-fi fandom. Mm Mm-hmm. In general. And and so we had a great episode where we uh, talked to her and and kind of, we didn't get in depth because it was one episode, but kind of this...
3: 37 seasons of Stargate.
1: (laughs) But we, we did get to have this, you know, kind of great retrospective of why we like it, why we love it so much and why it is really like... It's one of the most important science fiction series out there. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's too many people that are too quick to write it off as kind of a knockoff of Trek or a knockoff. And, and sure, they do some homage episodes and maybe some that are just plain old rip-off storylines. Mm-hmm. But it's such a unique franchise. And it's, it's really, as far as space, I mean, as far as military sci-fi, it's probably is the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's certainly most important. Um, we also had, uh, Ro from Scariff, the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast came mm-hmm. on to talk Indiana Jones with us and Ro has actually been on a couple episodes and I suspect we'll be back. And, um, the other one that we probably should have mentioned back when we were talking about the Pillars series was... We asked constantly. In fact, we did a whole list that we threw it out to our listeners, and I got some good responses from, especially from members of the Red Five Network. But uh, Nicholas, uh, Backyard Tardis, gave us so many good answers for the listeners' list for fantasy for the Pillars of Fantasy that we actually had him on the show to share his list. Um, and so those were our four guests. I'm hoping we get a chance to do a lot more. Uh, guest this coming year um what did y'all think about those episodes did you have a favorite or you know Hmm. did you have any specific thoughts or or things that you remember about recording those episodes
3: well let's see some of those we were weeks we we had somebody else come on because david was tied up so well i think how many of those were you on david
2: I've been on a couple. I, I remember having a couple guests. I, you were I on for the, Firefly
1: for sure, right? With Rob? On
2: Firefly, yeah. And you were on uh, for the
1: Pillars of Fantasy thing, I know, with, with oh, Nicholas. Oh, it was a fantasy.
2: I, I did the Indiana Jones one.
1: Okay, so you, right? you were here for all but one guest.
2: Okay. I know, but it does feel like there were a bit more. But no, I was here. Uh, we, we did have a lot of guests. And when I look back at all, they 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 really fit so naturally uh, into the dynamic of the show that they don't even stand out in my mind, but mm-hmm. in a good way—not like a, I don't remember them, but in a—it just felt like another good old fashion episode of the show. Um, I loved doing the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. retrospective, and and the and the Firefly one, of course, because you know you guys are all big Firefly, flan, Firefly fans. Um, it's always exciting when I have a, when we have a guest on, because I'm a Um, nervous, shy person, and so it's good to speak to other people, you know, um, and and throw out different ideas and opinions. They all they always seem to have a unique perspective that I do not expect one of them to say. Um, Mm -hmm. it's always a lot of fun. I get excited when we have a guest on. I really do, and I'm happy there will be more.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's
2: always a good thing, and it's so great being part of that network. I mean, like I know that that's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself like a red five, you know, cause that's, it's, it's the course on radio underground podcast and everything like that. And I had nothing to do with that. I'm just along for the ride, but it's still, it's really cool knowing that there's like a network of these people and, and it's opened up the doors for a lot of different things. It's a, it's really incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's honestly the, you know, other than, the episodes that we recorded, and we've recorded a lot of episodes I'm really proud of on this show. Um And it's it's sometimes, the Star Wars show, sometimes it's, sometimes you're just going like, we've already talked about everything. Like, mm-hmm. well, what could we yeah. possibly talk about? We've talked about everything Star Wars. And you kind of go, eventually you go, well, no, we really haven't. And you come up with an idea. But this one, that's just, you could just, there's no shortage of ideas. It's just... Mm-hmm. You, I can turn around and look at my bookshelf or my DVD shelf and come up with 40 ideas just in a few seconds. Yep. Um, and, and at some point, I, I think the three-pillar series that I'm looking to do this year um, and, and with with uh, David Poole uh, and with Robbie, because I don't think Marisha will be into this one, I'm looking <laughs> at do, but you'll appreciate this one, David, is... Uh, I think our third pillar series this year will be the pillars of gaming.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. I'm and we. About all
2: the news. Oh, that's the other awesome. episode we did. That was a yes, by the way, that was too much of a grunt to understand. I was saying
3: <laughs> yes. That was an enthusiasm. Awesome. Um, we did a like y'all, y'all. I say we y'all did a conversation on like ten best games ever or something. Best didn't y'all do like a best video games or was it? Star Wars. Was it Best Star Wars video game? We did a
1: best Star Wars video game. Okay. On the other
3: show. On the other show. That was
2: cool. I would love to do top five games, but that's but here's the thing, here's what here's the beauty of the pillars. Top five games, what does it even mean? Your favorite right. games? We yeah, could do that, like exactly. our top five favorite games. Mm-hmm. But like trying to like rank just the top five best games ever, that ain't that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pillars though. There's Pillars. all sorts of different interpretations you can get into, right? Mm-hmm. I and, that, and that's one of the if fun. someone came in and just said, "Here are my favorite games," it's, right, and it's going to be interesting to break that one down because it's gaming, so it's not going to be like, "All right, what's your uh?" All right, so we have uh literature and movies and TV and no, it's 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 going to be broken down a bit differently, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that it's going to be interesting, and and that's honestly, I mean, I keep coming back to the Pillar series, but I'm. I'm really, I'm really proud. I think we all are really proud of those episodes, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because we made a conscious decision to be very loose with our definition. with the the parameters. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that everyone had the freedom because I didn't want to give parameters so strict that everybody came in with the same answer, and so everybody was able to interpret. Mm -hmm. what meant what made it important what made this thing a pillar Mm -hmm. without the without being overly restricted and and it was fantastic i mean we would always have some of the same things but we had some that we we always had some that nobody else considered and the
3: miscellaneous category was always the most like out there you know because i mean you know what what all do you bring in there you know like I mean, answers like, you know, fan culture and and conventions and Leonardo da Vinci and, um, you know, like a whole whole bunch of like really off the wall um, considerations for the miscellaneous category. And those were always, I think, some of my favorites because, like you said, the parameters were so broad. It was just, Mm -hmm. it was up to you to decide what it meant. And so we always had some really interesting discussions about those.
1: Um, but I you know, again, I, I'm I'm really excited to see where this year takes us. Um, you know, as far as the two shows that that we've been doing, like this has been the one that's like I, I have there are some good episodes. We've got some good episodes, of course, on Radio Article. It's a very different show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But this is the one where I really feel like we've done some really special things. Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm just really, really excited to see where some of these new series take us and and getting into more things like uh, the RPG stuff and, you know, with the Dungeons and Dragons and the Star Wars RPG and all that stuff and, and just see where that takes us in 2021. But before we wrap up, was there anything else about, as we kind of wrap up our retrospective of 2020, is there anything else anybody wanted to mention or
2: bring up? it has been a rough year. Obviously everyone said it. We've all heard it. 2020 was rough, but throughout it all, one thing that always seems to pers- persist somehow is, is, um, people trying to entertain other people. Uh, yes, a lot of stuff got delayed. A lot of stuff got canceled, but the, at the end of the day, somehow, some way we got the wonder woman movie. We got Mandalorian, etc. Um, Those are just the two big ones, but uh, we always had something to talk about, uh, something to look forward to, something to watch. It hasn't been the most uh, media-filled year ever, but that's just circumstance. That being said, though, rapid round, rapid fire round, um, what was your favorite piece of meat? We talked about our favorite news. What was your favorite actual piece of content that came out? this year my real quick mandalorian obviously
1: i i think i would have to probably agree with that as far as stuff that was in in 2020 i mean i guess um i'll tell you another show we had not really ever talked about on here but cobra T- cobra kai is an incredible
2: cobra kai is awesome
1: it's an incredible piece of television
2: absolutely yeah, i agree i haven't watched the new season yet but or is it even out yet? No, it's out,
1: and I honestly I think it might be their best one. Mm-hmm.
2: I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the trailers, and I cannot wait to watch it. I have so much stuff that I've been watching. I recently got into anime, so I'm watching a lot of that. But um, yeah, Cobra Kai is, Cobra Kai is fantastic. Yeah,
1: um, I I'm in agreement though. As far as what came out this year, I think you know we didn't get just a ton, but what they are doing with the Mandalorian. And knowing how much that has just opened up the doors for more storytelling in the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe, um, it's an incredible show. I mean, and, just and while blo- I, I wouldn't necessarily at this point say, "Oh, The Mandalorian is the greatest science fiction TV show of all time," it's certainly climbing the ladder. But what I will say is that it might have one of the biggest moments in TV history.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Uh Luke's uh, the think, return of right. Luke Skywalker.
3: Spoiler alert. Uh
1: I mean you know, yeah, spoiler. It's it's after, but you know. <laughs> uh if you have if if you haven't seen that, like that's on you. It's probably been spoiled <laughs> for you by now. Um uh, yeah. But I mean, seriously, like that moment was one one of the biggest moments in television history. Mm-hmm. And for proof of that, you could go i don't I don't generally watch lots of reaction videos, but watching the reaction, watching people react to that moment mm-hmm. And the only thing that I would say about it that is disappointing is that we didn't get that moment in a theater surrounded by a couple of hundred other people. Uh, I can only imagine the madness that would erupt, would have erupted in a theater at seeing Luke Skywalker ignite that green saber. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you know, and this is not a, this is not even in commentary on the sequels. This is totally aside. It's, that was a moment people had waited a very, very long time for. And it was such a huge, huge moment.
3: Absolutely. I mean, I think it's hard for anything else. I mean, if we had gotten Dune and we had gotten, you know, uh, Black Widow, like maybe this would be a different conversation. But it's really hard to argue with The Mandalorian as 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 the favorite because um, it was just so off the charts good. It just was. What about
1: you, Marisha? Your favorite piece of media? well this that, year. that's what. I oh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was getting at in so okay. many words. Yeah, I it, mean it's just it's hard to argue with that one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's is the the kind of sci-fi fans that we all are, it's um it just kind of I, there were I'm sure there were some other things I'm not thinking of, but it it just really it was such a big moment. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in that and it's just great storytelling. It is. Cool. Well, did anybody have anything else before we wrap up for the night? Mhm. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, I'm good. All right. Well, then I guess that's going to do it for this episode of the science fictionary podcast. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to see where 2021 takes us and we hope you stay along for the ride. David, until next time, where can people find you?
2: You guys can find me on Twitter at David underscore JG peoples. I've been tweeting more uh, I get real controversial when I say that maybe there was a little too much fan service in the Mandalorian season two. <laughs> Ooh,
3: but did you did you like it when you watched it?
2: I, I absolutely loved it. It was the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, just devil's advocating is yep. all. Yeah,
3: hey, that's what that's what Twitter's for. I mean, I wish that's what Twitter was for. Unfortunately, what Twitter really seems to be for is just screaming really loudly about your opinions. So kudos to you for playing devil's advocate. <laughs> the world yeah, needs more of that. <laughs> well, hey,
2: you're welcome. <laughs> so David underscore JG peoples. That is
3: David on the internet. All right.
1: Marish, where can people find you?
3: You can find me a little bit on my website, princesses and padawans.com. I am princesses underscore and underscore padawans on Instagram and Padawans on Twitter.
1: All right, and I'm Andrew Gore. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com or you can visit us at thesciencefictionary.com where you can find lots of links to a lot of the stuff we talked about tonight as well as uh, you can actually find a player for both podcasts there on the on the website. You can also find us as well as the rest of the Red 5 podcast family over at red5network.com or at red5network on Twitter. And the network has grown. I mean, we launched it on May the 4th last year, and it mm-hmm. has grown to 20 podcasts. That's
3: crazy. Yeah, speaking of That's things awesome. that happened in 2020...
1: Yeah, and, and so, you know, we love being a part of the network. There are so many excellent shows that you should go over there and check out. And there's, honestly, there is a podcast for everyone at the Red 5 Network.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But until next time, may the Force be with you.